Hey there, and welcome to the Terrence Fisher Podcast. So I want to talk a little bit about relationships and what they mean and how they operate and how we can be more efficient at them. I want to look at this from a sort of zoomed in perspective in terms of like romantic relationships, friend to friend relationships, workplace relationships, things like that. And then I want to zoom out and look at it from a more holistic perspective in in terms of what we what we are here to do and how we are in relationship with each other on this sort of relative planet that we live on. Now, this is really important because, as I said, we all have to relate to each other. We all live in this space on this planet together. And, you know, some even in a more local space, we live in homes together. We work at jobs together. And pretty much everything we do on Earth is with somebody else. You know, that is unless you consider yourself a loner of some sort or you just kind of like a nomad and, you know, you roam around Earth with without people and things like that. But normally all of us have some sort of relationship with the things and the people around us. And potentially those relationships can can be really good for us and they can, you know, really really catapult us to where we want to go or potentially they can be bad for us and you know they can cause us to not achieve our dreams and not achieve our goals and things like that so in terms of a romantic relationship that is with a significant other whom you said you either love or like and you've decided to be in this courtship with and that kind of stuff well, one of the things that I think is important is that we realize what the opportunity here is in a relationship. I think one of the things that we get confused is that we go into a relationship with someone that we like or love or whatever, thinking that we're going to get something out of it or that we're supposed to get something out of it rather than focusing on what we're going to put in it. We think in terms of this is what I want out of my partner. So, you know, this is what I want in a man. This is what I want in a woman. I want my girl to have this. I want her to be able to cook, clean, take care of the kids. I want my man or my husband or whatever to be able to, you know, provide for their family, pay the bills, take out the trash, all of those classic things that we typically relate to what our significant others are supposed to do and the roles that they are supposed to play in relationships. And I do think some of those things are important. I think that the assignment of roles in a relationship can be a valuable thing. It can help us navigate those relationships better. However, I think that when we try to superimpose our wants and needs and desires on another person, that's where we start to have problems at. And the problem really with this is that, you know, we don't exist to fulfill each other's requests. That's not what we do, or or at least if we do that, that can actually be the most detrimental part of it. Because what happens is, in most cases, we let go of our own goals and dreams and, you know, our own desires to fulfill somebody else's dreams and desires and their requests. And a lot of times those requests are just simply things that are traditional that we haven't taken a look at to say, hey, this may not be the best way to navigate this particular relationship. 
So again, we, we don't exist to fulfill each other's requests in that manner. But like I say, I think role assignment is or can be somewhat of a valuable thing if both people are willing to or if both if it's part of both people's dreams and aspirations. You know, with some women, it may be their goal and dream to to, quote unquote, submit to a man and, you know, cook and clean and be a homemaker and things like that, just as. You know, it may be a part of a man's dream to take care of his home, to bring home the bacon, so to speak, and, you know, work and work on the cars and take care of all of the physical stuff. So that may be people's dreams. And in the, in a scenario like that, those kind of assignments work. However, if you have another type of situation where, you know, you may be, you're maybe in a relationship with somebody and those kind of things aren't what you know, they're thinking their dreams are or they're not what they're signing up for, per se, then those types of role assignments can be an issue. And, you know, what can be really bad about this is that we start to look for love and self-acceptance and self-assurance and things like that from and through other people and other things and other situations instead of, you know, gaining those things for ourselves, becoming a whole person one of the things I say all of the time is that, you know, we, we say this romantic thing about, you know, when we get into a relationship about this other person completes me or, you know, my better half and things of that nature. And those things are fine. And they are, you know, they are very romantic. They're a very caring and endearing thing to say. However, when we're looking at the truth of what things are and how they should be and when I say should be, I, I'm, I'm speaking objectively that, you know, in terms of building a, a, an efficient relationship that works. What they should be is more of a I'm a whole person and I'm with another whole person. I'm not a person's better half. I'm not a half of anything. I'm a whole person. I've become whole and I'm with another whole person. And together, these two wholes synergize to form sort of a, a or synergistic synergistic being, you know, that we're better with each other, not necessarily because of each other. We're just better together. So with this, and what I'm about to say is going to go against conventional wisdom and conventional teaching or conventional knowledge as to what we know about relationships. But in this, I think one of the key things that we need to do to help relationships survive, romantic relationships, friendships, all sorts of relationships, is that we should really be concerned about ourselves and not the other person. Now, again, I know that's sort of unconventional because, you know, convention teaches us that, you know, we should be concerned about the other's well-being and we should put our focus on the other. And this is sort of the highest form of, you know, caring and love is that when we can neglect ourselves and, and, and care about another person. And again, I do realize that that's sort of a romantic thing to say, and it's very caring and endearing. However, again, when we're looking to spot what makes or what helps relationships survive and what makes them more efficient, I think that that's something that works against that efficiency of a relationship. And it all comes down to our basically our obsession about the other person, about what the other person is doing, what they're being, how they're acting, what they're having, you know, the friends that they have, what they're doing and all of that kind of stuff versus having a concern about who we are, what we're doing, 
how we're being, how we're acting, all of that kind of stuff in response to someone else and in response to what another person is deciding to be, do, or have. So, for example, if your significant other, you know, decides one day that they, I don't know, wants to be a scientist or they want to be, you know, something that's considered, not a scientist, but let's use something that's sort of considered a, a less than, you know, less than whatever occupation that society doesn't really see as something valuable. Let's just say that they decide to be a plumber or they decide to be like a basket weaver or something like that that doesn't, you know, traditionally pay a lot of money and, you know, doesn't come with a lot of status and things like that. It's not up to us as that person's significant other to direct them and say, hey, you should or shouldn't be doing this and you can't and you can't do this. And this is more common when it comes to, you know, men with us being men and trying to control relationships and trying to lead relationships and things like that. We end up telling our significant others, our, our females and things like that to, you know, what they should and, and can and can't do. And a lot of times this causes problems because if that if this particular thing if, if my significant other's things, her dream is to become a basket weaver or a plumber and that that's and that's the thing that's going to fulfill her and her dreams and her reality and what's going to make her happy. Who am I to tell her she can't do that or tell her she should not do that or be obsessed with, you know, the choices that she's making to do that? Now, granted, I do understand that, you know, a lot of the choices and stuff that we make have consequences and things like this are a little bit more complicated when you have larger families and you have other people like kids and stuff that you care about. So that's a, that's a given. However, this still applies. So if my significant other, or if your significant other decided to do something like that, it would really be my responsibility or my response ability, my ability to respond at that point to decide who I'm going to be how I'm going to act, what I'm going to do in response to my significant other. And what that does is that makes her a better person, that makes me a better person, that helps us to relate to each other in a way that wouldn't be the case if I tried to hold her from her dreams and say, no, I don't think you should be a plumber, you know, projecting my, my opinions and my thoughts and all of that kind of stuff on her as a person. So my response to that should be something more like, OK, let's see how we can make this work. Let's make some determinations to see how we can make this work and see how you can still do that. Be happy and we can still you know, live the life that we want to live. You know, you get what you want out of your career and out of your dreams and aspirations. And I do, too. Now, of course, what I'm speaking on here goes both ways. So both people in the relationship have to be doing the same thing with each other. Now, also, one thing I think that we should become acutely aware of is our relationship with ourselves, And what I mean by that is how we treat ourselves, how we care for ourselves, how we love ourselves. And again, this is this is following really what I just said about relationships, because when we're not concerned about the care for ourselves and the and the love for ourselves. We start to depend on other people to do it. And that becomes a very, very slippery slope. You know, we, we try to get love. We try to feel love and experience love through other people and through other things. 
instead of doing that for ourselves, taking the time to care for ourselves and love ourselves. And, you know, that can be played out in many different ways. I, I mean that in pretty much every way, physically, mentally, spiritually, all of that kind of stuff. You know, going to the gym and working out, eating healthy, you know, meditating, praying, whatever the case may be to to develop your own spiritual, mental and physical well-being so that or such that you love yourself in the way that you expect somebody else to love you. So what I'm saying here is largely a plea for us to start working on ourselves and focusing on ourselves to the point to where we're better people and we make ourselves better. And that way, when we enter in a relationship with somebody or something or a group of people, that we're all better because of those relationships. We're not going into those relationships expecting to become a whole person. We're already whole when we're in there. And we enter into those relationships to become a better person or to elevate our consciousness or to just evolve into something else. So I want to admonish you to start looking at yourself. Start focusing on how you act, how you behave, how you think, how you treat other people. Start focusing on self-care, you know, taking care of your physical health, your mental health, your emotional health, developing emotional resilience. Things like that will help when you enter in a relationship with a person or a group of people. And that way we all become better people and we survive these relationships without them failing for the reasons that they typically fail. And I think that when we do this, as opposed to focusing on the other person and being obsessed with the other person and what the other person is being, doing, and having. When we focus on those things about ourselves, that exponentially greatens our chances of surviving a meaningful relationship and being in a loving and caring relationship with another person. <laughs> <laughs>